0: Blue Cliff Record case 82, Dalong's hard and fast body of reality. A monk asked Dalong, the physical body rots away, what is the hard and fast body of reality? Dalong said, the mountain flowers bloom like brocade, the river between the hills is blue as indigo. Please sit comfortably. This uh, particular uh, case from the Blue Cliff Record is um, so mysterious. Uh, um, and yeah, a beautiful case. The Blue Cliff Record itself um, is a collection of 100 cans gathered by Do Chong. Xian uh, lived from 980 to 1052, and he um, added his own verses to these poems that he collected, and uh, various remarks as an aid to his students. 60 years after Suedo's death, one Wu Keqin who lived from 1063 to 1132, gave a series of talks on this collection and added his own commentaries to each case. Suedo's and wan whose contribution together formed the collection that we know as the Blue Cliff Record, which remains to this day one of the great peaks of the Zen tradition. Uh, Zen students and literati uh, and, uh, often crossed over those groups I admired the Blue Cliff Record so much that people sat around doing all kinds of scholarly investigations and poetic um, studies of the Khans and all of that, and uh, Darth uh, uh, loathed this practice and ensured that the the printing blocks for the Blue Cliff Record were burned. Um, Some copies survived, and uh, it comes down to us, but more by good fortune than anything and it said that Dogen, on the night that he left China to return to Japan, copied out the Blue Cliff record. And uh, one of my students um, said, <laughs> A likely story. <sighs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I treasured that comment. Uh, the Zen teacher, da Long... Jihong we don't know his dates uh, something like 870 to 914 940, 940. Uh, he was in the eighth generation of the chinguan um, line he lived on the mountain which is called dalongshan in hunan province uh, uh, we know nothing about this teacher apart from these two little uh, uh, two little dialogues Um, That's what comes down to us. It was clearly a beautiful place, and the beauty of his surroundings surely inspired his poetry. Um, Here's one of them. A monk asked, What is the mysterious? Dalong replied, The breeze brings the water's voice close to my pillow, The moon brings the mountain's shadow near to my couch. The breeze and the moon faithfully serve and minister to him, as he put it. Uh, There is wonder and perhaps a hint of illness in this poem. For the rest we're free to imagine Dalong's life on that mountain where the flowers bloom like brocade. The expression, the mysterious, and the other one that the monk uses in the the dialogue, which is the subject of this theme of this um, uh, day-show, is the hard and fast body of reality? uh, They refer to the same matter, although the, uh, the images are wildly different from each other. They refer to the dharmakaya. There are a thousand names for that, and not one of them sticks. You know, it's a bit like those postage stamps. But we used to use those stickers, and if the page got wet, they would all stamps would all float off. It's a bit like the names for the Dharma card. They don't stick uh, at all. Yeah. So. The, yeah, the, it's the first of the three bodies of the Buddha, and it's so great doing mealtime chants because we, we absorb all of this uh, um, uh, Buddhist uh, doctrine, and because we're very hungry as we, we are doing it, it tends to go right into the subconscious immediately. So we know all about the three bodies of the Buddha, thanks to the Mealtime Sutras. Anyway, to put it in the language of the Mealtime Sutra, it's Virochana, pure and clear Dharmakaya Buddha this is what is called law body, truth body it's the pure clear body of the Buddha, timeless infinite and charged with possibilities the other two bodies are Lochana, full and complete Sambhogakaya Buddha this is the great body of interconnection this is the universe expressed in its the vastness of soil ocean human body mountains uh, and in indeed planets satellites galaxies and the rest it's the solid uh, body if you will It's also associated with the bliss of practice, a deep practice. Um, It's that indescribable feeling. I think that from when we practice for years, uh, that joy that leaks into practice and that we taste from time to time. Uh, That joy is not only confined to people have sat more than 25 or 30 years <laughs> that joy can be there at the very outset and very often is um, and it's deeply encouraging so that's the body of interconnection uh, which invokes the mutual interdependence of everything and everybody and very interesting it's associated with karma, affinity and compassion so, Sambhogakaya is vast in its implications. And Shakyamuni, uh, the Buddha, uh, the infinitely varied body called the Nirmanakaya or phenomenal body. This is the body of colour and form, this is the body of diversity and uniqueness. Uh, from the perspective of the Nirmanakaya, each event. Each individual is unique and precious. This is form, if you will, as opposed to emptiness. This is phenomena as opposed to principle. Um, All of those, um, left foot goes down, right foot goes down, uh, contraries, um, are suggested in the three bodies of the Buddha. What is really important is the three bodies of the Buddha are not other than each other and they are not other than you, yourself. There is not a breath between them in terms of the actuality of living the why. So the monk asked Dalong, the physical body rots away, what is the hard and fast body of reality? Dalong said, The mountain flowers bloom like brocade. The river between the hills is blue as indigo. The monk's question is about the hard and fast body of reality, which is the Dharmakaya. Hard and fast seems like an odd metaphor there, but it evokes what is secure, ever present, and trustworthy which is to say a fundamental law of reality in terms of the ancient Buddhist tradition that is harder than a diamond and implicitly indestructible. Over and over again in the literature you encounter these images of, um, of hardness, of um, that which resists um, destruction, if you will. So, it is, in in terms of doing Sashin here, it is, all of the early Khan work and indeed Silent Illumination in many respects is about realisation of Dharmakaya. Um, There can be a tendency, um, to minimise no self or dharmakaya and say well all that's important is impermanence and suffering but that's a tripod that won't stand up at all Um, you know without dharmakaya, without experience of dharmakaya in that sense there is no liberation Uh, and this uh, Zen path rests on this It's also grounded in the Buddha's experience. At dawn on the 49th night of his vigil under the Bodhi tree, the Buddha looked up and saw the morning star. He exclaimed, Now I see that all beings are the Tathagata. Now I see that all beings are this one. It is just their delusions and attachments that prevent them from bearing witness to it. So, what did he realise? What did he realise? In the Song of the Precious Mirror Samadhi, we read fully illuminated at midnight, it is hidden at daybreak. It's an exemplar for all beings, used to liberate them from suffering. These mysterious lines are at the core of the Samadhi, Song of the Precious Mirror Samadhi, and have inspired my practice over many years now. They speak for the power of deep realisation to affect liberation for each and everyone and provide us with the encouragement to get onto our cushions. Um. <laughs> looks like you don't need a lot of encouragement. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and awaken to a, awaken to our true and timeless nature. to experience our original face before our parents were born. You know, you meet your deepest nature without recognising it. Uh, uh, Adam Shan's lines in the first of the five ranks contingent within essential. At the beginning of the third watch, that's at midnight, Uh, at the beginning of the third watch before moonrise don't be surprised if there is meeting without recognition there's a tendency to treat this particular mode or rank as sort of preliminary um, to the others which are all more overtly about realisation and the different ways of different um, perspectives on that but meeting without recognition is also it. This is experience of this is the the primary experience of emptiness itself, meeting without recognition. That's when names, uh, descriptions have fallen away. Uh, significantly this is at midnight if you will. It's hard to put into words but this is also uh, the fact itself. easy to be led about by the image of before the moon rises um, like before realisation but our deep nature is already it if you will and we awaken to what is already it Well, in terms of this Um one thing is clear. Uh, the physical body rots away. No getting past that. Salt air erasing their names, the dead die on. You know, what does happen after we die? In one sense, we well, we don't know. And my granddaughter Rose said to me, well, she made a statement. She said, nothing happens after we die, granddad. Is that true? It's challenging, uh, child-minding after school, I tell you. <laughs> and I, I replied to her, well, I don't know. And I think I added, well, we don't know what happens after we die. Um, she seemed fine with that. Yeah. I go backwards and forwards on on this, but um, I've kept it in the Tasha um, <laughs> even though I go backwards and forwards um, in this reflection. But I feel some accord with uh, the logician great logician, Kurt Gödel, who lived from 1901 to 1978, who writes these following lines to his mother, who was gravely ill. And these lines are filled with a haunting uncertainty, uh, as he urges her to take heart. And he says, For we understand neither why this world exists, nor why it is constituted just as it is, nor why we are in it, nor why we are born in just these and no other circumstances. Why then, he says, should we fancy that we know one thing for sure, that there is no other world, and that we never were nor ever will be in another? So he's saying how come we claim that one thing as sure when the rest of it is radically uh, uncertain and we don't know. I find it moving to read Girdle's words of comfort to his mother. I feel that these investigations um, come to rest if not to roost uh, in the most profound not knowing. Um, as Dongshan has it in the final stage of the cycle of merit, in the vastness of the empty kalpa there is no one who knows. The a whole lot of crossed out thoughts. <laughs> I will go over those. In the intimacy of our true nature there is no time barrier at all. This beautiful khan of the valley streams blue as indigo um, has an opening guide uh, called a pointer uh, from Wanwu. And it goes like this. Only those with eyes can know the fishing line. Only adepts can handle devices outside of patterns. But say, what is the fishing line here? And uh, I want to bring in Phil McNamara's uh, How to Catch a Fish. Uh, It's a wonderful Khan devised uh, by Phil for the book called um, The Crow Flies Backwards. It's a collection of Khans, many of which came from Sangha uh, here. But uh, I am grateful for Phil for How to Catch a Fish. When I was young, my uncle would take me fishing along small creeks. The streams would mostly dry up in summer, except for a couple of pools. I had many questions about the wonder of those pools. I was told that they were unimaginably deep and that though divers had gone down to find out why the pools never dried up, the bottom had never been reached. I could see they were not wide enough for a submarine to explore, but I imagined that even a submarine would never reach the bottom. My uncle said that the best fish lay in holes deep in those pools that never dried up. I was too scared to ever swim in them them, like he did, but I like to imagine that one day I'd get a fishing line long enough to catch that fish. I ask you, how do you catch the fish that inhabits those fathomless depths? <laughs> Great Khan. To return to Dalong, a monk asked him, the physical body rots away, what is the hard and fast body of reality? Dalong said, the mountain flowers bloom like brocade, the river between the hills is blue as indigo. Here we are amidst native buttercups, sundews, trigger plants, tassel flowers, false baronia, fan flowers, uh, running postman, native wisteria, purple hovia. Uh. (laughs) So what is the Dharmakaya? All those flowers uh, blooming in the darkness. What is the Dhamma Kaya right now? What is your true body right now?